Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Settle for More podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Wright, and I have designed this space for you. Yay, you, the woman who is ready, ready to walk out on her fears, step into her dreams and own her power by shifting her mindset from feeling not enough to taking action and becoming more than enough whilst settling for more. Just wanted to give you a heads up that this uh, recording is actually a part of my sip and set session. So I decided to make it into a podcast just so those of you who are not on Instagram can definitely enjoy it as well. So enjoy. So here is the thought upon which we'll have our conversation this morning. Make all your relationships an eight or better. Make all your relationships an eight or better. So we're talking about raising standards right now. So I'm going to ask you this question. Self-leaders, CEOs, on a scale of one to ten, where one is low and ten is high, we want to live as close to a ten as possible. Why? Because we're women who are settling for more, right? And so we don't want to be at the five and below. We want to live to 10 as close as possible. We want to give and we want to get the best in our relationships. We want to give, we want to get the best in our relationship because that is how we find balance. That is how we decide if things are reciprocated. That is how we avoid being in diminishing return. So we want to give and get the best in our relationships. And when we think of relationships, people think of love. Oh yeah, I want to be in love, relationship. But if you are relating to someone, it is not only limited to that intimate relationship, right? We're talking about a friendship. We're talking about your love affair. So your intimate relationships or business relationships. So that is in life, in work, in business. We're talking about even your coworkers. When you show up in the world and you are connecting with people, when you have made a choice as to who you want to be in your circle, we then go about and become intentional about raising the standards of those relationships. When we talk about standards, we're talking about what are you giving and what are you receiving? So we want to be living as close to a 10 as is possible. So we must not allow mediocrity to be the standard. When we have no standard in our lives, we become so crowded with people's demands and their unrealized expectation that we run the risk of losing ourselves. So sometimes when you're entering into a partnership, a friendship, a relationship, As a coactive coach, one of the things that we do is we design an alliance, right? And I know it sounds heavy, like seriously, Nicole. Yes, you design an alliance and it could be written if it's a business. It's important that you do that. But if it's not written, it is articulated, right? So you're not going to sit and interview the person, but it's important that through conversations, you articulate the things that work for you. And you create space for those people to tell you what's working for them. We want to be able to create standards in our relationships. Because if not, 
what happens is that we do a lot of correcting. So when things don't go the way as they would like, it, we're running into conflict and vice versa. If you had taken the time to create your standards, set your boundaries, uh, see what your values are, see if there's any commonality, then it avoids the risk of constant conflict resolution. Sometimes there's misalignment, right? Because sometimes we go based on what we see initially or how we're feeling initially. And we don't recognize that he, his values or her values may be different from mine. We often do that in business as well, where somebody has a particular product or somebody has showcased something and we got so excited about what we saw not recognizing that it may look good on the outside, but is there an alignment of values, right? We do it in our friendships as well, where we go to an event or we see somebody online and we connect through a conversation, not recognizing that when it comes to constant interaction, it may not be what we thought it would have been. And that is why it's important to be able to bravely and boldly articulate some of the things that you like, some of the things that work for you, some of the things that just don't work for you. You're setting the standards, you're creating boundaries, and you're making room for that person to do the same thing as well. Sometimes in the workplace, right, people may like things done a particular way. Some people, some things may not work for people. So for me, whatever organization I join and I'm introducing myself, I will say, hey, I'm Nicole, this is my background, this is what I want, this is why I'm here. And I will also share that I don't lunch with people because I value my lunch time and I see it as a time where I can check my phone, check my messages, connect with whomever, read a book, read a magazine. Sometimes I used to sit in my car and go live, but lunchtime is my time. And so I state that up front with a smile, of course, just say so they understand if it's a culture where they're going to lunch together, they don't have to ask me every day, all day, because I have already said that I really value my lunchtime. I check in with my, my son, my mom, right? And so if they ask me, they go, hey, Nicole, I know you don't lunch, but did you bring lunch today? So there is no conflict there because they totally, totally understand. Sometimes we are afraid and we think that people are mind readers and they're not. And then we get upset when they do something that we don't like. Sometimes we want to be loved and, and appreciated so much that you will have somebody who is giving you coffee all the time and deep down you really want some hot chocolate. Would it not be beneficial to say, you know what, I, re I really drink coffee, but occasionally my preference is hot chocolate. I want you to be intentional about raising the standards. And there are days when I didn't bring lunch. And so I will say to them, hey, guys, are you going out on the road today? Yeah. So I'm flexing as well. I'm not rigid with my standards because there are times when you may have to kind of shift a little bit. Right. You don't want to be nothing is all set in stones all the time. But if it's something that's important to you, 
it is important that you take the time to articulate it. We're being intentional about how we connect with people. We're being intentional with articulating our needs and being willing to listen to the need of another person if we believe that this relationship is important. Have you taken the time to design an alliance with the people in your space, the people in your circle, so that you spend more time enjoying the relationship, enjoying the affair, the love affair, the intimate relationship, not an affair like you're with somebody's somebody, but you spend some time enjoying that relationship. You spend, you spend a lot of time really getting results in the business partnerships as opposed to conflict management. Conflict happens when there is the perception that somebody's needs or wants are not being met. Sometimes we can avoid certain types of conflict if we're brave enough from jump to articulate what our needs and our desires are. So when we have no standards in our lives and how you do one thing is how you do everything. So if you recognize that in your uh, intimate relationship, there are no standards, I want you to take a look at how are you showing up in your friendships? How are you showing up in your business partnerships? And how are you showing up at work? Have you set standards? Because when there are no standards, it means that you're not falling for one thing, but you're falling for anything. Standards allows you to build. It is the foundation. It is fundamental, self-leaders, that you set standards in all areas of your life. So you're not being rigid, but you're deciding, if I'm right here, and this is a five, and I want to experience more in the world, my job then is to find ways and to be intentional about living, uh, living as close to a 10 as is possible. So we don't want to be course correcting. We don't want to be fixing. We don't want to be that person who is constantly in conflict. I have some people that I know there every single place that they go, there is a conflict. Why? because they have not taken the time to decide what they truly want in terms of connection. And so when their needs are not met, because we are assuming that somebody else with whom we're connecting is a mind reader, which is so unfair, when the needs are not met, we become upset, we lash out, we become resentful. We don't wanna be spending our lives doing that. So we wanna from jump set our standards, okay? Let's talk about it. <clears throat> at an eight, so we're looking at eight. So a relationship that's at a level eight, we want to get to a 10, but honey, if you're at a five right now, let's not be unrealistic. Let's take it up to a six, to a seven, to an eight. Let's see what happens at an eight. An eight relationship is one where there is mutual support and respect. The word mutual is important. So if you find that you are giving, more than you are receiving, there is misalignment and it would be the opportune time to redesign that alliance or you're going to end up in diminishing return, causing resentment in that relationship. So we want to make sure that there is some balance, right? So we're giving, uh, there is mutual support and respect. We can be who we are and know that we are accepted on that basis. So we're not in pretend mode, right? 
You can show up without your makeup. You can show up without your wig, without your weave, right? If you're having a good day, you can say it's an amazing day. If you're not having a good day, you can feel free enough to articulate it. A friend of mine reached out uh, last week. She goes, Nix, how are you? I go, I'm sad. And I said it without judgment because I was sad. And I was comfortable enough to articulate that I'm sad. I don't have to pretend. I don't have to wear a mask because there is a designed alliance with my friend that I will be brave enough to articulate how I feel without judgment. So when you have communicated what you need and what you want, if you say I am upset, if you say I am frustrated, if you say I am excited, if you say I am happy, there is no judgment there because you've created that space where there's no judgment. So there are common goals, really important, right? So I have my personal goals. You can have your personal goals, but when it comes to our friendships and our connection, there is a common goal. If you are moving in different directions and you don't have even one common goal, it's not going to work. There's going to be a pull and a tug for attention. Someone is going to feel as though their needs are not being met. So it's really important that there is a common goal. And sometimes you don't have to say it. Sometimes if your values or if you have values that are similar and there is an alignment of values, you're already on the path with having a common goal. I know, Nicole, like seriously, I have to do all that work. You do the work in the beginning so you can enjoy the, the connection and the relationship. So there's a common goal. Even when we disagree on a method, we can support the intent. So I may not necessarily agree with the way that my friends are doing things, but I can understand what their desired outcome is and I can support that. I may say, honey, I know that your, your goal is to really build this business and I may not support the way that you're doing it. I may think that you need to do it step by step by step. And you may think, nope, I'm just going to buy a business in a box and I'm just going to put it out in the world. I may not agree with the way that you're doing it, but what I will support is your desire to have a business. Does that make sense? Drop a one in the comment if there's resonance. So I may not always agree with the way that you're doing things, but I can see the bigger picture for you because your, your way of doing things happens to be your method and I don't have to agree with your method, but I can definitely support your intent. Alrighty, so there we support the intent. In an H relationship, we give for the joy of giving. We give because it feels good to give. Not because we are expecting someone to give us something because we gave. I am connected with you so much. I see that there is a need and I'm giving for the joy of giving, not with the expectation of receiving anything. But what I do know is because we have designed an alliance and because we have come a common goal and because our values are aligned, if I'm ever in need I know that you will give to me as well for the sake of giving. 
one of the things I, I, I truly tell people to watch is the tit for tat kind of thing. We're not in competition. So I may send you flowers because you're my friend and you're having a bad day. And if I'm having a bad day, a text message is okay. Does that make sense? All righty. So we can support each other. We can give uh, for the joy of giving. We share for mutual growth, right? So if I'm sharing with you, whatever it is I'm sharing, my thoughts, my feelings, my ideas, right? I'm sharing for mutual growth. You're growing, I'm growing, right? We're not, I'm not just giving, 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 and then I'm in a place of depletion. That will cause resentment, okay? We give and we get complete honesty, complete honesty. So if my friends say, hey, Nix, I saw you on the live and one of your eyebrows was higher than the other. It's honesty, right? Or if my friend is doing something and I say, you know what, sweetie? Mm, I don't think that's the right move. Or I, don't, I didn't like the way you speak to me. I didn't like the, the fact that I called you, didn't call me back. There is absolutely no resentment because we have designed the alliance from jump and so you know that whenever I express, I'm coming from a good place. Can you see the importance of really setting the standards? Okay. We take what we need and we do not fail to give back. If you're in friendships where people are just taking, 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 be it something that, that's tangible, be it your time, whatever it is, but when you need an ear, a shoulder to cry on, just someplace to vent, they're not available. You kind of want to watch that as well. Maybe your goals are not aligned. Maybe you're heading in different direction. Maybe the friendship or the relationship has expired. And maybe it is time to move into a circle where you can get what you need. But if you have not decided, if you have not defined what your needs are, and you're going by the seat of your pants, you will find that you, you will be in constant conflict as you find that your needs are not being met. And that is why when I'm coaching, whenever I'm speaking, whenever I'm showing up and I'm, I'm, I'm guiding women to the or through the path of self-leadership, I usually ask them to pause and to be able to define who they are. Who are you at your core? What lights you up? What matters so much that you will take a stand for it? What is a peak experience that you had that you will remember all the time? And what is it about that experience that is causing that, that, that whole thing to be etched in your mind? There is something there. Your values are important. But when you don't know who you are and you're living based on somebody else's prescription of you, if that is not who you are at your core and that is not what your soul requires, there's going to be rejection. And whenever there is rejection, it then causes conflict. So take a moment, take some time to say, you know, what are my needs? What are my wants? What lights me up? What gets me excited? What makes me happy? What makes me sad? What makes me feel valued? What makes me feel worthy? So that you're able to express this into the world so that people can see it, 
sometimes you don't have to say it. And so you're not really getting the things that you don't want, causing conflict and rejection. People will understand your needs, your wants, your desires without you even saying anything. So get clear about who you are and the things that lights you up. Alrighty. So uh, where, where was I? So we take what we need and there's no, we don't fail to give back. In an H relationship, this is the relationship that we do not have to do a lot of hard work on. We sustain to build, right? It is one we work with and for. So when you're at an age, you're not constantly working on the relationship. That is exhausting, right? If you fall that, find that relationship is slipping below an eight, maybe it is time to let that relationship go. At an eight, what you're doing, you're working with the person and you're working for the relationship, striving for something that is better when it comes to the mutual benefit that you guys know that you have. So one means that you don't have it. So if you're operating at a one, it means that all the things that I just mentioned isn't there. And the question that you need to ask yourself is, is this relationship worth working on? Because here is the truth. When you have initiated or at the beginning of a relationship, you're never at a one. If you're at a one, then it's just, it's just an association. It's just a passing. It's just an encounter. Think about it. The people that we're drawn to, the people that we're connected with, the people that we want to build a relationship with are people that sparked something. Usually it's at a seven or eight, right? Think about it. You never start a relationship at a one unless, of course, your self-esteem is low, the self-image that you have of yourself is low, and you find that you're, or you think that you're unworthy. Usually you start at an eight and not at a one. Or you start at a seven, or you recognize some commonality or there's something that you desire. If you're, if you're placing yourself in one relationships, maybe it's time to examine the value that you've placed on yourself, Right? So one means that it, it, it's not even worth it. Six is just making it so you can work on a six to get it to an eight, right? And eight means you are definitely on your way to the top. And eight means that you have made the decision to settle for more. And so I have a question for you this morning. I want you to pause for a moment and I want you to rate the quality of your three most important relationships. Just rate it. Where is it today? Not where it was last month, last year, five or six years ago, or when you initiated it. Where is it today? Are you ready to improve or remove those that are less than an eight? Just a question for you. Because it is always a choice. Because if you're not ready to improve or remove, it means that you have chosen to settle for less. And on the path to self-leadership, you have that desire, that need, that goal to settle for more. So just some things I want you to think about as you move into the day, as you move into a new year, uh, February is going to be Valentine's where everybody's just loving. There's a lot of love going on. 
before you start expressing all this, reach where that relationship is so you too can settle for more. <laughs> 